Oh, it feels like we've hit one of those transitional points. Like Kalani's taking us to a point. She's kind of led us into a position, and now there's a transitional point for us to start to engage. Um, you can feel this invitation from the Lord right now of, of almost coming into what feels like a vulnerability of worship. Like There's an aspect of worship that it, you come into and you give something. Father, I just ask that you would cause us to be your burning ones once again. Father, I just pray for the hearts of everyone just in this room and within the sound of my voice today, God, where their hearts have grown cold. God, where the fires of, of love have grown strangely dim. Father, I just pray that you would send the Holy Spirit to breathe on our hearts once again, that you would blow on the coals of our hearts Father, where they've grown weary and hard just with just the, the things of this world, Father, that have tried to come against us and weigh us down, God, I just pray that you would breathe on us once again, that you would kindle afresh the gift of God within each of us, that you would stir up the flame of love within each of us, God, that our hearts would be burning ones once again, Father, as those on the road to Damascus, as Jesus himself explained the scriptures, their hearts burned within each one of them. Father, I pray, cause our hearts to burn once again, that Jesus would open the scriptures to us and that our hearts would burn for you once again, Jesus, by your grace, by your Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. In, uh, in that word, in the prayer that Ben just spoke out, prayed, in uh, Jer's word earlier, there's an invitation. And I think there's some of us in this room that our hearts have grown cold. Um, if When Ben was speaking that or if Jared was speaking that, I just want to invite you to come up and face me. Uh, we just need to pray over you real quick. I know there's, there's a number in here. The Lord just told me that. And so uh, I just want to ask you, invite you to come up. It's like he's talking about your heart growing cold and, or in Jared's word that there were some areas in your heart that you need to invite the Lord into. Just come on up and line up across in front of me. And this isn't the invitation for us all because I know that it's just, it's true for all of us, but there's just specific ones that the Lord's just inviting in. Can I get some brothers and sisters to come up and get in front of these, please? We want to go into the, we can come with confidence in the, the most holy place. I just want to ask you to set your mind on things above where Christ is seated. And there's those places just in that just ask the Lord to forgive you for uh, just uh, hardening your heart to his voice. That's what can cause the fire to go cold and just to harden in our hearts to his voice. He speaks ever so tenderly and we just don't listen to it. We don't respond to it. And after a while, our hearts become dull of hearing. Or the fire of affection 
which has to be that has to be expressed, that has to be fanned with a passion for. Just ask the Lord to forgive you. And then right now, I just, uh, I just had a picture. I just want to ask those that are there in front of them just to place your hands on their hearts. Um, I'll let them place their hand on their heart and you put your hand on theirs and just pray. Lord, I just pray right now, just come. We just want to draw us into your holy place. We come in confidence through the blood of Jesus, Lord. Lord, we don't want to stay outside. Lord, we want to come into your depths of you, into the holiness of, of the realities of your love. Oh, God. Come. Fight him in. Let him come in. It's love. It's love. Healing to the brokenness. Forgive us for digging fountains for ourselves, cisterns which cannot hold water. Oh, Lord, forgive us. Yes, Lord, you, the fountain of living water, Lord, well up springs within us, oh, Lord. Life, life. Yes. The resurrection power of life and joy and love, Lord. Hopelessness be gone in the name of Jesus. For in you, Lord, is hope. Yeah, the fountain of living water, Lord. Lord. Always filling, God. Oh, Lord. Lord, we just want to lay aside the fountain of uh, waterless religion, Lord. <laughs> oh, God. Just going through the motions. come into your presence, O oh Lord. The most holy place, Lord, we come. Oh. 
Yeah, keep playing, please. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, this is really just awesome, precious, but I hear God wanting to do something really special right now. Um, he's wanting to comfort those who have been afflicted. And we're family, right? And I just want to, there's a couple of people, it's, if I say this, you know, I'm, there's just some right in my mind I know that we need to, we need to love on in, a, in the presence of God. John and Anna, come here, y'all come up here. Um, Nick and Crystal, come here. That is Crystal sitting next to you, and Nick. Um, uh, George and Jen. Um, there was there was one oh Daniel and Ben and if I haven't called you up you know I don't know just I heard about trauma or, or not disappointments fears um Come on and stand up next to them. But uh, I need people around them, okay? Men and women around them. Just, just let the walls down. Just let the walls down. There's been disappointments and hurts and pain and, and some in the courses of life and, and things that you've been praying for and we're family here and so... You know, I just, we just need the comfort of the Lord to come. Jesus. Lord. Jesus. Let's pray over them, love on them. Just let the Father take them into your presence. The invitation, Lord. You said you'll hide us in the secret place of your presence from the conspiracies of men. Strife of tongue. You'll hide us in the secret place of your presence in the day of trouble.
Let's worship the Lord, y'all. Let's just worship the Lord. If you're praying, keep praying. But let's just worship the Lord. Let's come in agreement with this.
now, Jesus. We just thank you for just the revelations of your goodness, Lord. We thank you for your comfort, just your coolness. You being a, you being a dad. Lord, you being a, a brother. You're just so neat. So real, and Lord. Yeah, God. So we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We just want to bless you. In Jesus' name, yeah, Lord. Amen. So I'm about you to sit down. Uh, to be honest with you, one of the reasons why I stood up, we could have kept worshiping, but uh, Connie would have gone until she dropped, probably. <laughs> yes. Maybe so. I was just talking to, you know, I know Kalani's got some things in her heart to share, so, uh, you know, uh, so, would you like to share what's in your heart? Sure. <laughs> I just really thank God for, for the things she, she does that just really just brings people into our Heavenly Father's presence and into His place. Just appreciate her heart. Yeah. You know, there's, uh, there's a couple of you've had some words that uh, before we get through, I'll speak it up. Um, and the mic's go on. And uh, Danielle, you think right now might be cool while uh, Kalani just sort of yeah, just sort of give you a chance to focus. Um, so earlier, Ben was praying over hearts being on fire, and we had like a time of like whatever where we prayed for people's hearts to be burning and on fire and um, not growing cold. And um, I had a vision when I was living in Belgrade kind of regarding this that I just wanted to share. It's sort of a bit of a narrative, but um, basically I saw, like, I believe this is a word for the Big C Church, so it applies to you because you're part of the Big C Church, but, um, and for this season and time, but uh, I saw, like, that there was an enchantment over like the world basically to try to freeze people's hearts um, to cut like to cut off their passion for the Lord and and just kind of freeze their hearts and so um, the first scene I saw was and it was like all snowy wintry kind of like Narnia you know um, there was a, a lady outside and she had like her heart and it was just barely still warm you know she was just huddled over it and and she was like, there's no hope. Like, I'm going to die out here. Like, there's no hope. I'm never going to make it. And, and that was it. And she was just kind of huddled over it. And, um, you know, and I wanted to be like, get inside. Like, get that sucker warm, you know. Um, but she had, she had just completely lost hope. Um, the second scene was, like, inside of a, an apartment. And it was, everything was white white floors, white ceilings, white furniture. It was kind of actually disturbing because it reminded me of the outdoors that had been like under enchantment. It's almost like the enchantment got its way inside. 
And um, in the fireplace were the hearts of the family. And it's like, okay, they're good, they're warm, but uh, we don't really talk about them. We don't really pay attention. They're just there. We don't want to freak the neighbors out that we've got hearts in our fireplace, you know? <laughs> it's like, okay, they're just there, they're fine. They're inside, they're good. Um, the third scene I saw was like, it was in a basement and there was this huge boiler and all these pipes and steam and gears and like um, gauges and, um, and there was this couple and they were like, they had goggles on and gloves and they just looked daft. They were completely like, looked like they were out of their minds, you know, and they were just running around like tinkering, tinkering with this furnace that they had built from scratch, you know. And inside were their hearts, and they were like doing everything that it took to keep those hearts alive and on fire in the midst of this season of like enchantment. And people thought they were crazy, they thought they were nuts, but it was, but they kind of like knew what it would take. I mean, they would just go to dials, make small adjustments, you know, small adjustments here. This pipe is a little bit leaky, I'm gonna tape this up, you know, it was like, like every moment there was just little small adjustments made to keep those hearts burning. And I really felt like in the days that we're coming into that that's kind of what it's gonna take to keep us like on fire and, and just lit for the Lord, you know? Um, to keep our hearts alive and awake that it's gonna take that kind of thing. A little, being willing to act a little crazy being willing to be thought a little bit crazy and just kind of small, like small adjustments, maintenance to this, you know, thing that is going to keep, keep it going, keep the passion for the Lord going. So, yeah. That's good. Mike, you want to speak yours right now or you want to wait? Or you may summarize it. The word that Mike had was in relationship to, is that cool? I want to share this, or you want to share it? So I just had a, I just couldn't get away when we were praying from this, and it really, I think what Danielle said um, was awesome. And I just, um, I couldn't get away from this thing about, like, it was David, right? David hiding in the, his cave just after being defeated and being real down and out and like just the Lord calling him into victory. And I think there was just, I just kept hearing like enough is enough, you know, about even you know, feeling bad about ourselves and allowing the lies of the enemy to dictate anything um, in our lives, you know? I mean, I just think it's time to get victory, you know? And I don't know where to, you know, what, what else about that, but I just think it's time to get victory and, and, and to say enough is enough. We have been, you know, a battle maybe had been lost, but we're not defeated, you know, so. Yeah, yeah that's a big word for DP, I think. There we go, yeah. Victory, that's where we're at right now, at that stage of victory. Uh, and that's cool. 
So anyway, well, Kalani, come share your heart, sis. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Tammy? Sure. Yeah, I just feel like, um, you know, I just keep hearing the word fire. Like, you know, God's an all-consuming fire. We have fire shut up in our bones. <laughs> and um, that we got, you know, rivers of living water in us, flowing out of us, that, you know, rivers of life. And that, um, that you know, we just need to confess every day that we have the fire of God. We already have the fire of God in us because he's the all-consuming fire set up in our bones and that um that we just have to acknowledge it that you know we're his temple with the temple of the holy spirit that he just flows out of us that we're in this new covenant that you know he's no longer dwells in temples he dwells in us you know he's flowing out of us that that you know people say well god set me on fire no he's we're already on fire. The Bible says to stir yourself up, stir up the gift of God that's in you by the laying on of hands. You know, he's in us. He's an all-consuming fire. We, you know, some people's fire may be bigger than others, but, you know, but the more you stir it up, I mean, it's like you think about how a fire is. I mean, some, you know, you may have just a tiny little flame, but the more you stir, you know, that feed that fire, stir it up, the more it will grow and increase and intensify. Like, the more wood you add to the fire, the bigger the fire it is. I mean, you may have just a tiny little fire that's like a match, but if you keep adding wood to it, you have like a big bonfire. <laughs> you know, just we just got to realize that we just got to keep ourselves stirred up. And you do that with worship, with prayer, confessing the word, um, just, I mean, we just got to just acknowledge that, you know, just, well, um, that scripture, it says, um, um, <laughs> acknowledge every good thing that, you know, is in you, you know, our faith comes affected by knowledge and every good thing that is in us, we just, we just got to keep our minds renewed, just renewed to the fact that he's in us, that is Christ in us, the hope of glory, that we have that resurrection power in us. We just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Good job. That's a good word. That word's Philemon 1 6. So. Amen. You know, I think just the, the two words that were just given um, have to do with, you know, the whole, like, Mike, what you're saying about that whole enough is enough thing. It's time to walk in victory. And what, you're talking about just acknowledging the fire that's already in us. These are having our minds renewed to what's already true. And, you know, I just I want to say this. It's a deep thought for a Saturday, okay? And that deep thought is this. Just because something is a fact doesn't mean it's truth. And this is where the enemy tries to confuse us all the time. Have us looking at something that appears to be, this is a, a fact. But there is, there's a higher truth operating. And that's the place that we dwell out of. Are you tracking with me a little bit? So, you know, like you look at, at scripture, like a great example is, is uh, Sarah, Abraham's wife. You know, the Bible says Sarah was past her season. That was a fact. The truth is that she was called to be really the mother alongside the father of many nations, and this is who she is. 
And so, you know, there, there are lies that the enemy tries to speak and present as fact, but we are operating and living out of a higher reality. There's the truth. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm going to tie that all in in a second. There's a clock here that's really awesome because it just says seven. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So <laughs> we roll. Seven. So we're good. We are so good. I was thinking earlier when, I, uh, when we were worshiping, like, uh, do you ever get in that place in worship where, like, you just kind of lose track of time? Like, worship is just so sweet or you're just so caught up in the presence of the Lord, whether it's, you know, in, in uh, corporate worship time or maybe in your own time with the Lord or in your prayer time. It's like, oh, my gosh, it's been an hour? felt like, you know, five minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that sort of uh, thing that happens to us. And I think part of what's going on there is because... Uh, you know, among other things, worship is a way that we interface with the eternal. Ooh, did you catch that? Worship is a place of interfacing with that which is eternal. And eternal does not mean a long, 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 long time. Actually, eternal means to be outside of time. It means timeless, boundless. God is eternal. And he has set, Ecclesiastes says, he has set eternity in our hearts. So you're actually created for eternity. You are eternal. You will worship God eternally. Like, you will, create, you're, you will exist eternally, which is incredible. Our spirit man is eternal. So that's why I think we lose track of time and worship. And what's so cool to me is in that sort of timeless place that we're experiencing together in the spirit, the Lord is able to do so much in an instant because he's not bound by time. And we're interfacing with this timeless, boundless, heavenly thing that's going on in our spirit. And in a moment, he can bring transformation. He can bring healing, restoration. All these things are happening that in the natural would take a long time sometimes. And I'm not saying it's always instant. Sometimes there's a process involved. But there are things that he does in a moment when we're um, connected in that way in his presence. Isn't that so cool? So when we talk about, when we talk about worship, you know, it's, worship is not just, just only so that we can, um, you know, tell the Lord how great he is. Actually, worship is a, a divine exchange. You can almost just pare it down to saying um, it's an exchange of, of information. What I mean by that is, you know, it's, us offering our hearts up to the Lord and talking to him or singing to him um, about who he is, or how we feel about him, or the truth of, about who he is. But in that place of worship, it's a two-way conversation, right? So whenever we're singing to him, he's ne he never stops singing and speaking to us. It's just that we're, we're tuning in, and he's in that place. He wants to say things to us. He wants to bring um, revelation to our spirit and um, just reveal things about himself, about our destiny. He's like, I've got information for you, you know? And so worship is that divine exchange. We're coming into the place where we're getting connected to his glory, um, to the wisdom, to the purposes, to the knowledge of God, to the resources of heaven. And it's available to us. And... Um, just a few minutes ago, I think it was mentioned up here about, you know, how, um, how like now we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're the carriers of the presence of the Lord. And if you can think of it this way, like you are literally 
a place of convergence upon the earth between heaven and earth. Okay, like, so when you look at the Old Testament, you had these um, tabernacles, these temples, these dwelling places that were li- literally physical places on the earth. Like, like uh, the tabernacle of Moses is a great example. In the tabernacle, there was literally a physical uh, substance. It was, a, it was a, a cloud of glory that dwelled inside that tabernacle, right? You remember that? So upon the earth, the presence of God was dwelling with the people, in, this, in the tabernacle, it was this point of convergence. Is that a big word, convergence? It's a place of connectedness between heaven and earth upon the earth. Well, so now we don't need tabernacles made by hand and these temples. Now it's you. So now you and I, are this, we are points of convergence upon the earth, like releasing uh, the activity and the sound and the purposes of heaven on the earth. This is what we're called to, and this is who we are, and this is the reality from which we live. It's awesome, right? And so our minds are getting renewed, and it's a day-by-day thing. Our minds are getting renewed to this truth of who we are and what we have access to, like all the time. All the time. This is who we are, and this is what we carry. And so when we're worshiping, I love to say this, and I may have said this here last time, but when, you're, when I'm worshiping Jesus or when I'm, you know, focusing on him, I, I like to visualize myself as best I can, st- like standing before the throne, which is kind of a big thing to try and imagine, but like, because that's where we are. Um, I, I think of myself standing like on that, on that sea of glass mingled with fire that extends past his throne, gazing upon his beauty, because the truth is, in the, that's where you are, like, you are, you are, yes, you are in this room, and you are, your feet are touching the ground, and you're breathing the air in this room, but at the same time, by the Spirit, that's where you are. You're before the throne of God. So, it's like, I like to say you're at two places at the same time, which is actually a very scientific thing to say, because, <laughs> because, actually, you know, like in, the, in this crazy field called quantum physics, as they're studying these things, they've, they have actually discovered that matter can be two places at the same time. It's pretty cool, right? So, so you can be two places at the same time. And actually, it's, it's actually true that you are not here all the time. You are, catch this. You can throw this out at your friends, like at work tomorrow or Monday, just freak them out. You are blinking in and out of existence at 20,000 times per nanosecond. So you are not here all the time. <laughs> How cool is that? So and, you know, Hebrews 1.3 says, it says that Jesus is upholding all things by the word of his power, right? So he's literally, in this second, in this nanosecond, he is causing you to be right now, right now, right now. So when you look in the mirror and in the time it takes for your reflection to get back to you, you've already been like recreated like, you know, a thousand times or something. I don't even know. I don't even know the math on that. But it's, it's phenomenal. So, so in Christ and by the spirit who dwells inside of you, your feet are touching the earth. But you're seated in heavenly places right now with Christ. And so um, this is just, these are things that we're just, we're, we're, our minds are being renewed over and over again through the word, through being in his presence and all those things. We're learning to live out of, out of that reality, aren't we? All right? And so, you know, you guys are a super prophetic church and you're used to like, operating those gifts as a body, which is awesome. And so here's the deal with the prophetic, okay? So anytime, 
Wait, first of all, remember, God is eternal. What does that mean? He's outside of time, okay? So what that means is, right now, God exists at all points across your trajectory at once. Past, present, future, right? I don't mean like, I don't mean like he's stuck on a timeline with you, journeying with you. It's not just that. No, he's, he's outside of it, and he can touch your past, your present, and your future right now. So he can already see who you're becoming. He sees who you were, who you are, and who you're becoming. And it's all, like, what you're becoming is truth, okay? Track with me here for a second. So, so God's eternal. He, could, he exists in your past, present, and future at the same time, which is just mind-boggling. Because we, we, like, we have, to, we have to, we exist on a line. You know, that's why we have, it's a journey with the Lord, right? So, but when you, when you receive a prophetic dream, a prophetic word, something concerning your destiny, your future, what's happening, okay? Anytime you receive a prophetic word about your calling or whatever, you're, you're getting divine information about something that hasn't happened yet. Am I right? Okay? So it hasn't happened yet. It's, it's something from beyond where you are. So the Lord is speaking to you about who you're becoming. And the, and the word of God says, um, uh, when Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit in John 16, he says, he says, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you in to 75% of the truth. Oh, wait, no, that's not what it says. <laughs> what does it say? He will guide you into all truth and show you things to come, Right? So when you receive a prophetic word or a vision or any of that, he, it's, it's coming to you by the Holy Spirit from some, a place that you haven't been yet, As, which is awesome because the Holy Spirit's already there and he already knows. So he's speaking to you concerning your destiny. Now, like, if you look at the story of Gideon, I love this story in um, Judges chapter 6 because here's a dude, he hasn't done anything awesome at all, okay? He's like pretty much a nobody in the sense that his, the tribe that he's from is like the least important tribe. The family that he's from is like the least important family. And um, the enemies of Israel, the Midianites, are kind of bearing down on them at this time. And so Gideon is basically like hiding, um, trying to get his work done, hiding from the enemy. And most of you probably know the story. An angel of the Lord comes and addresses Gideon. And he says to him, the Lord is with you mighty warrior, right? And so Gideon looks at, this is the angel of the Lord, okay? I've never had an angel of the Lord physically appear to me and say something to me, but I don't know what I would do. But Gideon decides to like argue with the angel. I mean, if you read the passage, he's kind of like, what? What are you talking about? Like, I, you know, and so he says some stuff and then the angel says some more stuff and then they have this exchange. And so basically like Gideon's sort of in this almost an argument with the angel and the angel's just ignoring Everything that Gideon says, he just keeps saying, you're going to do this, and then you're going to do this, and then you're going to do this. Despite Gideon's, all, all, the, all the, like, self-doubt and all the stuff that's rising to the surface, you know, in the midst of this truth that's being spoken to Gideon, because he doesn't have a grid for it, right? Because this is coming to him from a place that he hasn't been yet, but it's the truth. It's the truth of who he is. And so God was speaking to who Gideon would become, because he knows who we are in the present, and he knows who we're becoming in the future. And he is fully committed to the process. You know? So he uses the circumstances of your life to get you where you need to go. And to empower you to become who you're called to become. 
Philippians 1.6. Love this verse. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So everything in your life is designed to equip you to become who he's called you to be. All right. So there are probably prophetic words that a lot of you have received over the years that um, some maybe you've even forgotten. I don't know about you, but sometimes I forget things. And then the Lord will come along and remind me, you know, of a word that he's spoken. But, the, you know, I believe that, that one of the, really the intentions of the Father when he does this for us is that we would hold on to and wage war with those prophecies. In other words, that we would hold on to those um, inheritance words. You know what I mean? Hold on to them and wage war with them as we're moving forward. Um, so we're learning to, to, to declare out of that place of what he has said, what he's declared over our lives. And so that brings me to kind of like the big point I want to make. And it's about singing a new song. Okay. Um, I, I use a, uh, uh, an example in scripture a lot just to kind of illustrate my point. And it's found in um, Exodus 15. And this is a, it's a song. It's called the Song of Moses. And I don't know how this worked exactly because the, the, the scripture says that this is a song that, uh, that Moses and the people of Israel sang. So I don't know if he like, I mean, they didn't have lyric projection. So I'm not sure how these, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of Israelites sang this song with Moses, but they did. So this is a whole nation singing a song. So first of all, you need to kind of get that, try to capture that as best you can. This is a nation singing a song, okay? So in Exodus 15, this is right after the Israelites have crossed the Red Sea. And I will, I will read some of this. Um, it starts with, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. So they're singing about what's just happened, right? Okay. Um, the Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God and I will exalt him. Okay, now if you skip down to around verse 13, there's something really interesting that happens here. Okay, here, here's what they, they start to sing at this point. You have led in your steadfast love the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them by your strength to your holy abode. The peoples have heard. They tremble. Pangs have seized the inhabitants of Philistia. Now are the chiefs of Edom dismayed. Trembling seizes the leaders of Moab. All the inhabitants of Canaan have melted away. Do you notice anything about these words at all? None of this has happened yet. None of this has happened yet. But this is a whole nation singing a song, declaring out of a place of what God has promised them. That's pretty incredible. An entire nation is singing a song, and they're declaring things over the enemies that they're going to be facing, and they're singing things that haven't even happened yet, okay? So they were singing prophetic declarations coming into agreement as a nation concerning the truth of God's promises. This is the word of the Lord going forth into the atmosphere ahead of them. This is incredible. So God had already promised them that he would drive out their enemies and bring them into the land of promise. So they were tuning into that and singing it out. And singing out the song of the Lord. So 
How does, it, how does this apply to you? Well, your testimony is your song, okay? Your testimony is your song, which you declare through your gifting and through, the, and through your life, the mighty acts that God has done. And when you, when, you, um, when you begin to sing out that song of the Lord, then it's like you're becoming part of the song. Um, so this is really cool. If you, if you compare now and you go, you fast forward, about several decades later, here we are in the book of Joshua. Leadership has shifted. Joshua's in command. It's uh, chapter 2 of that book. There's this account of um, these two spies who are sent in. And um, this prostitute named Rahab takes them, takes them in and hides them. Do you remember this story? Okay, this is so wild. It's been, it's been decades since they sang this song as a nation, since they were delivered out of, uh, out of Egypt, since they crossed the Red Sea, since they made all these declarations. They make these declarations, then we know like, they don't go in and take the land because the 12 spies, you know the whole story, right? And so they're wandering in the wilderness and all this is going on, and now here we are a long time later, and these two spies enter Rahab's house. And in verse 9, this is what she says to them. She goes, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that the fear of you has fallen upon us and that all the inhabitants of the land melt away before you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan, la, 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 la. And as soon as we heard it, our hearts melted and there was no spirit left in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in the heavens above and on the earth below. So basically Rahab is looking at these two guys and she's like, dude, where have you been? <laughs> like ever since we heard about, the, you know, what the Lord did for you, our hearts melted. So can you see this? Like these things that they were declaring prophetically began to happen as they made that declaration, as they came into agreement with the word of the Lord. It was already happening. Isn't that amazing? And now here they are, and she's like, okay. <laughs> like, we knew this was coming. So from the moment they released that into the atmosphere, the shift was already beginning to happen. So here's, here's the thing. What you have believed and spoken over your life has become your song. Did you catch that? What you have believed and spoken over your life has become your song. And I'm getting, like, some of the things I'm about to say, I'm going to, I just heard a teaching from Ray Hughes, who's, like, one of my spiritual fathers, and um, he has the best nuggets, so I'm just not ashamed to share them with you. Um, when we agree with what God says, we sing a new song. Okay, so this is about singing a new song in your life. It's not just about a literal song. It's about the song of your life. It's about agreeing with what God says, Okay? Have you ever, like, woken up in the morning and, like, had the most annoying song stuck in your head and it, like, just would not go away and, like, all day long? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like you can't get, you can't shake it. Like, there's a song in your head. It's like, <laughs> in the jungle, the mighty jungle. Stop. Get, stop. 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 <laughs> and, you know, the, uh, um, studies have shown that the best way to, to get an old song out of your head is to sing a new song. How about that? So if you've got an old song stuck in your head, sing, start singing a new one. 
And I would say to you, I, I, I believe that there's probably quite a few of us in this room who've been singing an old song for a while. Some things that you've been believing, or agreeing, really agreeing with and not realizing it that aren't true about you and they're not true about your destiny. Even if they look like facts, they're not truth. And it's time to sing a new song. It's time to sing a new song. So a new song breaks old ideas about who you are and who you are not. A new song breaks those paradigms about who you are and who you are not. That's, that's why David, I believe, kept saying, sing a new song. <laughs> sing to the Lord a new song. And when he's saying that, the, specifically what he's singing there is sing to the Lord a tehillah, which means a God-breathed song of an unrehearsed nature. So it's a song of the Spirit. <laughs> so David knew that singing a new song was reestablishing the identity of the people of God. Singing a new song is reestablishing your identity, and we all have some identity issues in here from time to time about who we are, okay? So when a new song is sung, a fresh understanding of God's nature is released. And when that comes through the form of praise, like actually singing, praise actually... Um, praise overrides any resistance the enemy tries to put in your life. Praise is an incredibly powerful weapon in the spirit. All right? So the new song breaks old cycles and mindsets. And sometimes we just, you do have to just sing. Sing, like lift your voice. When the, when the scripture says lift your voice, it doesn't just mean sing a higher note. You're like, <laughs> lift your voice, it means it means out of that deep place inside of you, lift your voice and sing to the Lord. Open your mouth. Don't be silent and release your sound, release your praise to the Lord because praise breaks the yoke. It does. It brings breakthrough. And that's all I got. And it's still seven, but <laughs> the eternal, it's still seven. Uh, yeah, but I just want to pray. If you want to stand and um, I don't know if you have anything else, Rick, that you want to do, but. Um, I just want to pray that new song over you, and even in the next few couple of days that we have together, the Lord will begin to release that new song even in your belly. Um, so, Lord, we just thank you. Um, Lord, we just thank you for the, the, that, uh, that connectedness that we come into in the spirit when we worship you, when we gaze upon you. We thank you for that divine exchange that we enter into in the realm of your glory. We thank you that we're seated with you in heavenly places. And Lord, we just, we just, uh, we want to get rid of some old songs, God, um, that we've agreed with in our lives about who we are and who we are not. And so right now, we just, we just say, we declare that we will sing a new song. We will sing a new song. We just ask, Lord, for that download to come. Lord, that you would break old cycles and mindsets and stuff off of our, our minds, our, our way of thinking and our hearts. And uh, we thank you, Lord, that you are taking us up into that higher place from which we can abide and sing and declare and release. Lord, we thank you that we are carriers of your presence. We have access to all the resources, all the wisdom, everything we need. Lord, is in your presence. So we just ask even now, and I think you've already done a lot of it already. Um, we've already experienced this. But Lord, we just ask for more of that re renewed mind just day by day. You would renew our minds to what's, uh, what's true about who we are, according to your word. Um, 
Lord, I just even ask um, words that you've spoken into our lives, prophecies, visions, dreams you've given um, your sons and your daughters. Lord, ones that we've forgotten or put by the wayside or given up on. Lord, I ask that you would remind us of those words. Lord, then that we would lay hold of them again. You would teach us to, to wage war with those inheritance words, God. Those words concerning our destiny. Um, and we just say yes to that, Father to those higher places in you. And I just bless these ones, Lord, uh, today. And we thank you, God, for the good work you are doing in our lives. We thank you that you are fully committed to our journey. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That was good. Where's Kristen? Kristen, y'all can sit down real quick. Uh, We've got two, three, three words we need to speak real quick. Uh, Kristen, can you uh, get that off? Or, or whichever one, get it, yeah. Uh, but Melissa, it's kind of cool. You're talking about a new song, Kalani. Uh, uh, right at the very beginning, Melissa came up and told Paul in, in this word. It says, the Lord has put fresh batteries in our spine to energize us in places when we were weak or tired. And we immediately stood upright. I, I, that's what Kalani said. That's new song. She was, that's what God was speaking. And that's sort of what I thought saw happening this morning. Uh, some things were going on. Also, Kevin, uh, there's a number of words for healing that are floating around, which have not passed away, right? So can you speak them, Kevin, and real quick? And uh, so we're going to believe for these to be manifested in here right now or the whole weekend and, and more, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so one was left wrist, and I, I kind of stopped keeping track. There were a bunch that all had to do with left leg, knee, foot, hamstring, every ankle, a bunch of stuff on the left side. So I just feel like the Lord's speaking something of what the Spirit's doing right now, so we just believe Him for that. So. Okay, cool. Is there a bunch more? No. <laughs> okay, we're going to believe for a whole lot more. So, And Kristen had this, which I thought was so awesome and appropriate. So, Oh, gosh, it's kind of long. Cool. Okay. That's good, though. Well, this is one of my new favorite songs by an awesome Jesus band. Anyways, it's a song called Diamonds, and it's really cool because it's like, you know, kind of a declaration of what's going on, but then people standing and just saying, you know, that they're going to rise above and defeat things. So it starts off and it says, In the wake of every heartache, in the depth of every fear, There were diamonds waiting to break out of here. Don't you think I hear the whispers, those subtle lies, those angry pleas? They're just demons, demons wishing they were free like me. And then it says, the chorus, we're the fire from the sun. Fire. There you go. (laughs) We're the light when the day is done. We are the brave, the chosen ones. We're the diamonds, diamonds rising up out of the dust. And then it's kind of verses to the enemy. It says, all your curses will surrender. Every damning word will kneel. They're just mountains, mountains about to turn into fields. And then it goes back to the chorus. We are the fire from the sun. We're the light when the day is done. We are the brave, the chosen ones. We're the diamonds, diamonds rising up out of the dust. And then again, uh, to the enemy. It says, you've taken down so many others. Oh, but you'll know my name when you see. And in these ashes, I'm stronger still. You'll learn to fear my pain. Yeah, you will. That's my favorite because, you know, I don't like being attacked by things. So I just like to say, 
if you're going to attack me, we're going we're gonna to get you back. But um, anyways, and then it just repeats that verse and goes back to the chorus. So. Amen. I like that. I like that. That's good. That's good. So cool. Uh, any announcements we need to make? Pardon me? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Kalani's got uh, her CDs back there in the back. Um, yeah, yeah. Look at them really good. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So uh, tonight at 6.30, be here, be there. Uh, not be there. I mean, be here. But don't be there. Pardon me? Doors open at 5.30? Okay. All right, well, uh, let's close shop. So, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time this morning. We thank you for your goodness. Lord, we just, uh, Lord, we're just believing that you're just going to just show up so awesomely and walk among us tonight. And, Lord, we want to agree with Kalani, Lord, that we'd hear the new song and we proclaim it and sing it into existence. Lord, we thank you for that, that cool revelation this morning, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love you guys. It's cool.